Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show. I am so happy. Today we get to have a conversation with somebody who does so much work for the show behind the scenes. And I like to pull those people out of the out of the back, back lights and the back background and pull, her, pull out their skills and their talents. I am so excited, listeners, to introduce you to our producer at Lions Bridge Recording, Rick Pontelion. Rick, how are you today? Hey, Holly. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Well, I know that sometimes you people that like to be behind the scenes don't love this coming out in front. So we're so grateful for your courage to say yes to this. Because what I know for sure is you are not just the producer of the show, but you're somebody who explores what mindfulness is and you have a daily practice. So, um, you know, well, let's start with, with that. Um, let, let's talk about, you know, what does mindfulness mean to you? Well, sure. Again, again, thanks for having me on the show. And this is a little uh, out of my element. So if I, if I stammer and struggle, it's because my nervous and anxiety is, is, is a little higher today than normal. But um, my definition of mindfulness, it, it, it plays off of, I mean, I love your definition of mindfulness. That's really um, clear and concise. And uh, I take that to heart every day. But for me, where I struggle is like trying to keep that in mind, even like during the mundane tasks that we may go through on a daily basis. But so for me, mindfulness, I, I kind of distill it down to clear intention. So I may have a, a lot of things that I want to do in a, in a, in a day, even like you know, going to the grocery store, dropping off the dry cleaning, quitting gas in the car, all those things. And I'm like, you know, how am I going to remain mindful in, in doing these things on a daily basis? But, um, for instance, going to the grocery store, I may be thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. So I may like uh, take a moment, you know, pinch off some herbs, maybe smell or taste or, you know, grab a grape or, you know, squeeze an orange or, um, oh, one of my favorite things to do is, is to go to those stores that have the sample ladies or the sample guys. And I will always stop at those places because here's an opportunity for me to try something new I may not have had before. Um, or engage that person, find out what they're doing, um, you know, linger at the meat counter, just things like that, that, that help uh, stay mindful in even the most mundane of tasks. So mindfulness to me is just like having a clear intention for the day and then uh, trying to remain in that focus throughout the day. Well, that's what I think is so fun about the show is, you know, you get to hear them all that we bring on, you know, the experts in science and research, but more, more importantly, I want to bring on real everyday people 
who are in the trenches trying this stuff. And some days it's really easy and some days it's really messy. But I really love those examples, Rick, of little things we can do as real human beings in real life to stop and pause and be present in the moment. Um, I haven't thought about that with the sample ladies in the grocery store. But we're going we're gonna to have to try that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's part of mindfulness is getting to the edge of your comfort zone and then being in that yes or no moment and saying yes. And what a fun, simple way that we can say yes to those things that, that terrify us a bit. And so many of the guests on the show say, Holly, I've never been on a show before. I don't know how to do it. And, and yet they come on and we have these, we, these great conversations. I, and what I want people to know is you don't have to agree with my definition of mindfulness. In fact, some of the best shows, have, as we've listened to them, have come from people who are like, yeah, this totally doesn't work for me. Or it does work for me. But that too is being mindful in a world that is so needs human connection right now. Um, so often we talk about somebody having a daily mindfulness practice. People often confuse what we talk about with like yoga or meditation. Do you have a mindfulness practice that you do every day? And what does that look like? Well, uh, as a matter of fact, I know somebody that just kind of published a, a daily daily reader. You might have might know this person, <laughs> and you can see how my pages are all feathered back. But um, honestly, if uh, this year you have made uh, my mindful practice sing so much easier, um, and having this as a daily reminder is uh, been very helpful. So. Normally, uh, I would take a um, meditation or, you know, we have these apps now, guided meditations and things like that. And so in the way that kind of looks for me is I will look at what Holly has for me to do today. And then I'll look at my day and I'll see where those kind of things kind of cross. And if there's like a connective point there, then that's kind of where I focus my meditation. And the meditations, they range anywhere from uh, eight to 12 minutes. I mean, it's nothing uh, really time consuming that I have to you know, lose sleep over. But, um, and then if there's not anything connected with that, I'll look at the uh, apps that I have, the meditation apps, and see if there's an, some other little connective dot in there. Is it uh, you know, finding my life purpose? Is it uh, stress buster? Is it blissfulness? Is it uh, universal light energy or something like that? Um, and just, uh, just recently, I had a friend stop by, uh, Martha Creek, who gave me a book of cards that says Whispers of Wisdom. And I haven't opened these yet, but this is just like another tool that I can add to my arsenal as far as practicing mindfulness and um, seeing where all those dots kind of connect and how that relates to my day. Um, and that's kind of how I approach each and every day. So um, for those of you who aren't familiar, we started the podcast, The Everyday Mindfulness Show, and it sort of made me smile and laugh a little bit that we only released the show on Fridays. And so I did write a book. If you're not yet familiar with it, it's called Everyday Mindfulness, From Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. That's the book that uh, Rick is talking about. And this is just a daily inspirational reader. And if you happen to be catching the show in May, I have a, a program I call Mindfulness in May, where I touch a million lives in the month of May with mindfulness. And so now you can actually catch me reading each and every day on my Facebook, my LinkedIn, or um, it'll be coming soon to YouTube as well. And so these are just little ways you can connect to a mindfulness practice. And Rick, I really love your, your, thought, your thought there of looking for 
um, common themes in a mindfulness practice. It's about noticing what you notice and then not not judging it. I'm sure there's days, tell me if I'm wrong, that you, you read the book and you're like, oh God, there goes Holly again talking about vision or I got to give up something. <laughs> like, has that happened to you? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so <laughs> if there's something uh, like today is give it up, I believe is uh, in whatever day we're on here. But um, I was like, wow, what am I going to try to give up today? Well, I don't want to give up anything. <laughs> You know, I'm going to try to make it all fit in today, but, uh, so yeah, there's some things that you, then that's when I'll go and look for something else that's connective or relative and, uh, try to incorporate that to, to make the day easier. Well, and we've worked together a lot. You've done a lot of video production. Exactly. For the, the first book, Mindful Leadership, which is the, uh, adult mandala coloring book. And we connect a lot on that intuitive level. And I like where you're, you're sharing with readers that uh, you might use, you know, book A or card B or a, or a, an app, and you get to use your own intuition to say, yes, this fits for me and no, this doesn't, and honor that this mindfulness thing is a journey. And you and I have changed careers and changed the show and changed the writing and done a lot of things together uh, that helps us to grow. So I'm curious, how did you get on this mindfulness path and how did you bring this practice into your life? <laughs> well, um... And I know this is your show, and I, and in all honesty, to all the listeners here, if if we had not met or been introduced by a mutual friend some 18 months ago, you know, I would probably still be flopping around on the ground like a fish out of water. But um, at 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 that moment, the universe provided an opportunity for change for me, and had I not embraced that opportunity uh, or been open or receptive to the concept, then. Uh, the, ch the outcome could have been certainly different, but so I have to thank you for that, Holly. You're the one that kind of introduced, uh, totally introduced mindfulness to me and I've incorporated that into my life and it's been nothing but wonderful since. Well, it's my, it's my, my pleasure to do this work and I have to you know, remind people, we don't script these shows. <laughs> uh, just go, go with the flow of the questions and uh, that's a surprise to me and very exciting as well. But I know mean, there's a lesson in that for listeners too, which is stay open and receptive to change. And I, right now, you know, you don't have to turn on too many media outlets or social outlets to recognize that the whole world is changing and we need to find those places where we're resisting change and not going with the flow. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I'm just very grateful and like I said, not blowing smoke. This is true. <laughs> true. <laughs> well, let, let's, let's talk about that connection a little bit because I think um, people come in and out of our lives on a, on a pretty easy basis. And, and yet some people come into our lives for a reason a season, a lifetime. And we met um, when you were recording a, a show for Mitch and his last name is Mitch album. No, it's not Mitch album. Mitch Horowitz. Mitch Horowitz. I'm like, I've got the wrong last name. Mitch Horowitz. <laughs> and he was talking about the power of a mastermind and the people who come together and, you know, it's a, a small group. And how often are we in these small groups and we don't actually connect to the people that are in that room? And you had a vision that you and I could do some masterminding together. And you had a choice in that moment. You could just take the mastermind idea and go... I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm not going to do anyone. But you stepped into vulnerability and said, hey, Holly, have you done this? Do you want to do it together? And for, you know, about a year, we explored the principles in a book, Think and Grow Rich, together. Um, 
took us on deep conversations and fun, light laughter and places we never thought we would go. But that's a way that we can inspire our listeners to look at those small groups that are around you right now. Somebody that you might be getting an intuition, I'd like to work with them or just have a phone call or a question and see where those conversations can go. Because if we hadn't done that work together, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't have the show. Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) It's it's a gift. I mean, we are giving one another. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you know, some people call it uh, like they've always had a, a destiny or something like that, that their, uh, their paths being guided or illuminated by some other thing. And, um, but they're just kind of trusting that that's the path that they're supposed to be on, where I think in being mindful in the moment and recognizing um, that, hey, this is an opportunity for change and actually seizing that opportunity and moving forward with that. And and then, okay, as in today, when saying, okay, well, this opportunity has ran its course. It's time for me to let that go. But still, again, just mindlessly going about those things, I think, is uh, where we miss opportunities. Well, and those times that we just do things out of obligation. You know, you referenced the book today. Let it, you know, it's a time to let it go. What are those things we're just, I'm always on Facebook because I'm obligated to be on Facebook. Or I'm always, right. you know, like pausing to really think about, is this, is this what we want to do? I want to be around the same people all the time, or is it time to bring new people into our lives? And we've, we've had the opportunity since then. We had no idea that our travels would take us to Hawaii. And we're certainly hoping for more travels just because of what you said, we've been open and receptive to the opportunity to change. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just take a short break and then we'll continue this conversation with Rick all about being open to possibility. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. So you're listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we invite real people to fun and interesting conversations about how to live mindfully in a world that is mindless. And today joining me is the producer and one of my great friends of the show, Rick Pontelion. I've pulled him out from the back office to share his unique story of how he brings creative endeavors to life. And it's really fun to showcase and highlight people who are really embarking on a mindfulness journey in a new way. And Rick shared in the opening that we met 18 months ago and he's started his journey there. So I wanna talk, Rick, a little bit about your own creative endeavors. How do you see a connection between your mindfulness practice that continues to grow and evolve and your own personal creative endeavors? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my creative endeavors originate somewhere in the dynamic universe. It's, it, it never seems to come from the same place twice. And, you know, I would love if I could go back to that same place <laughs> and find it again quickly, but that's never uh, usually the case. Um, the, the connection I find, however, most easiest to recognize and draw upon is the artist relations aspect. 
Am I getting a feedback for from you? Maybe. Um, uh, which is to say, uh, as a producer, I'm tasked with taking someone's artistic ideas and transforming them into uh, something that can reach a wider audience on an emotional uh, or, or a spiritual level. So being mindful keeps me focused on that person and that idea. And I find when I can do that, honestly and sincerely, the universe rewards me with the, uh, the coordinates I need to tap into to create for that creative energy that brings that idea to life. So it's, it's being able to uh, listen to that artist, be focused on that artist, and then just allowing um, the universe to tell me this is what we need to be doing with this particular melody or idea. It's, um, again, it's, some people call it their muse. It's like we don't know where the muse is coming from. Um, you can ask just about any artist and they'll have maybe a routine or something that they try to channel and go into, but they don't know where this, this energy is coming from. So for me, it's, it's more in relating to the artist directly and letting their muse kind of tell me where they want to go. It's always a gift to get to spend time in the studio with you because there's a, a, a just a, an energy of space that you've created there. And I think it's something that all of us can think about. Again, you don't have to be an artist with watercolor or paint or, in, you know, in the construction trades or in the music trades, you know, or an author. Like some of those creative endeavors get, oh, you're an artist, you're a creative person. But no matter what, all of us in the human dynamic, we get to be creative. And so you've created a space there where people feel safe and inviting and warm to be fun and be messy and, and do all those things. And then you guide a creative a song recording, or in my case, a meditation recording or a video to expand your work in the world. So one of the questions that we were you know, talking about earlier is how does mindfulness show up in your business? I think you just kind of shared that a little bit, but is there more to that around how do you use this opening connection presence that you have in your mindfulness practice in your business? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. If if I'm not able to be present with, with I'm going to go back to my clear intention thing that I was mentioning earlier. If I'm not able to be you know, present with that, then I'm not hearing and I'm probably not intuiting, uh, more importantly, what the artist is trying to say. And, and it's my job and my task to take what they're trying to say and disseminate that among, uh, you know, a wider audience trying to find out and draw out from them the, the true emotional, uh, which music, which is most of my, what my production work is, is, is uh, you know, relating to that person on a, a spiritual and a kinetic and emotional level. And uh, along those same lines, I think some producers that apply like a formulaic production on every artist um, is doing a disservice uh, to, the, to the artist and to the art itself. And I, to me, they're just being lazy. I think you need to approach each project by really trying to get in tune to what the artist is trying to say and being able to transform that idea uh, into something that's relatable to uh, a, a wider audience. There's a book I reference a lot. I don't know if you've read it, but I'd throw it in your library if you haven't. The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. 
Oh, okay. And it, it talks about these creative endeavors are almost an internal war of how do I let this baby go of my, my words or my, my thoughts or, or the painting. And you are right there companioning your artists through that, that war process to get to the beauty on the other side. <laughs> it can certainly be a war. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And that's what life, you know, again, whatever we're creating, a family, a business, an accounting firm, all those things, we're all in the war together, but it's how we surround ourselves with the right people to create this this fun and exciting thing. So one of the things that you and I have in common, I mean, we were just one of those people that we just met and we're like, you know, brother and sister, like we just can't even explain it ourselves sometimes. Uh, but we learned early in, in our friendship that we're both Virgos, we're both Virgo sun signs, which I like. I can make an Excel spreadsheet out of an Excel spreadsheet. Right. But yeah, we're 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 kind of the the, the organized um, creative process. So I'm curious, um, how do you think that those gifts of being a Virgo um, mashed up with your creativity um, allow you to inform your work? Ah, uh, yeah, the Virgo, the Virgo thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's. Uh... A blessing and a curse, I might say, but uh, um, I've been told this on numerous occasions and um, I didn't know it was a Virgo trait or characteristic. In fact, I don't even know that I'm doing it now anyway, but uh, many told, and you mentioned it earlier that many people th uh, have told me that there's, I have a calm and kind of a reassuring presence when we're around each other. And some may even say uh, even keeled, patient, you know, understanding, and uh, all of those adjectives are important qualities to have when your clientele can be completely opposite of those things. So, um, and those are all Virgo traits, but I call it my uh, producer's bedside manner, if you will, uh, kind of like, you know, doctors have a bedside manner. And in fact, Virgos make excellent healthcare practitioners, but yeah. uh, my bedside manner uh, puts people at ease and it's, it, it provides a safe environment for them to be creative. Like you mentioned, and artists are, you know, they're sharing their most intimate and uh, you know, thoughts and feelings and they're very vulnerable at this point. And it's really hard to get them to be uh, fully open, fully present and uh, just kind of let what's coming out of them without judgment be uh, you know, it's a, it's a safe space for them to create and it, and having that kind of bedside uh, manner puts them at ease, and we, that's what uh, um, helps them be emotionally honest. And that's what I need from a performance is their emotional honesty, so that that comes through. It makes my job a lot easier. It you can actually hear it in their voice, you can hear it in the production, and I don't have to do as much work to make them, uh, you know, sound like they want to sound or reach the, the, the audience that they're trying to reach. So yeah, Virgo, those kind of Virgo traits uh, are definitely, uh, I think, which makes this space and my production techniques, uh, you know, work for a lot of artists. Well, Virgos are known for being perfectionists and I'm always glad when I'm in the studio with you because when I'm like tweaking, tweaking, tweaking in my own Virgo head, uh, you get to be the first person to say, no, Holly, you're enough. Yes, this is, this is perfect and this is great. And I think uh, you know, our mindfulness practice is how do we surround ourselves with more people who can support us 
being enough, being enough, growing in our enoughness and knowing we have the right resources around us. Um, so one of the things that is also fun about you is you're, you do all the producing, but you also um, are an artist yourself. And I think that helps bring a compassion to your clients. And you have a band called the Funk Uglies. And I want to know, how do you think the band um, channels their own gifts and mindfulness? <laughs> Yeah, funkuglies.com. You can find us on Facebook. There's a <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> but yeah, there's, uh, you know, part of the transition for me from being a musician and, and going into the production side, it's, it's a natural occurrence for um, musicians that no longer perform or something to, to go onto the other side of the glass, as we say. Um, but in, for my band, I think there's, and for me, when I perform on stage, there's, um, nothing probably more mindful or more exemplary of being mindful than actually performing on stage with a group of guys or gals. Cause in that moment, we're all kind of moving together in the same uh, connection. We're, we're playing the same songs where, you know, we're, this, we're doing this little delicate dance of, uh, of a performance. And it's wonderful. I can think of, uh, I describe it kind of as somewhat of like a tunnel vision kind of thing because everything kind of blacks out around me. Um, I hear the guys on the stage. I don't necessarily see the people on the stage. Um, and I, I see my hands and I see the microphone and certainly the audience is there too, but I'm so focused on what's happening and enjoying the moment that it's almost like an out of body experience. It, it's, and the crazy part about all of that is, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But the minute that the performance is done, even less than an hour later, it's gone. It's, from my memory, I have no recollection of what just happened. It's just like three hours have just passed, uh, in the, vanished into space. People will come up, and, or even my bandmates will say, man, you rocked that solo on uh, you know, whatever song. And I'm, oh, really? Well, I was like, I hope somebody maybe recorded that because I can't, I can't tell you what I did, <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's that way. And it's just such, I, I took pause when we were going to talk about, you know, this particular issue. I was just like, wow, that's truly being immersed and, and totally in, in a particular moment that when that moment is gone, it's, it's gone and you're on to the, to the next thing. But I, I truly love uh, performing and it's uh, being with a group of guys like that it's like we're communicating together without even saying a word to to the audience and to each other uh, and it's a wonderful experience I just I wish I could remember more of them I have that same feeling when I'm on a stage people say, can you say that again I don't know what I what I said oh, right. <laughs> yeah, and when I we were those takes we were doing yeah, what did I just say? <laughs> do that uh, again what I say <laughs> <laughs> that's I think that would be some of our wishes for, for people who listen to the show. However, your gift of energy, flow, connection to inspiration happens, that you, you have these, these moments that you can just give your gift so freely and, and passionately um, to the world because the world needs so much more of that. Amen. Amen. So um, talk to us about Lions Bridge. Where can people get a hold of you? Um, and how can we get more of you? Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again for the opportunity, Holly. Uh, LionsBridgeRecording.com. That's our website. You can find me on Facebook at Lions Bridge. 
uh, or on LinkedIn at Rick Pontalian uh, on LinkedIn. But um, we're out there. We look forward to serving you in the community. And if we can be of any assistance, please feel free to give us a call. Well, again, thank you for saying yes to getting outside of your comfort zone. If you're looking for uh, someone to shepherd your own creative endeavors and you just don't even know where to start, give Rick a call because I know, you know, I was a baby in this industry. He's saying, you know, 18 months ago, we, we connected and Rick, I don't know how to do a show and we, we've continued to grow together. So don't go to, don't, don't wait to call Rick because you're like, oh, I don't know what to ask him. He is the most supportive um, shepherd of creative dreams. And you can just, I've got some clay and I want to throw it on the table. And, and if it's a partnership, um, Rick would be a great fit for your, your projects. Um, I'm certainly proud to have him as a sponsor and certainly now as a guest on the show. Rick, any final parting words for people as we wrap up this edition? Oh, you know, I don't know. Keep creating, I guess. That's all my, my message to the world. Well, as we say on every show, mindfulness matters and so do you. Make it a great week. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.